Chapter 23 of the Boy Scouts of Sturgeon Island. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter 23. Where was Bumpus? Huh? I don't all speak at once, please. Seems like my splendid idea ain't made a hit like I expected would. What ails you all? Giraffe demanded after a dead silence had fallen upon the little party instead of the quick response he had hoped for. We're waiting to hear from Thad, explained Step Hen, as though he might himself be up in the air, or as he himself have said, straddling the fence, not knowing where to scoff at the other's scheme or give it his unqualified approval. Well, I want to figure it over in my mind first, remarked the scoutmaster slowly. It has some good points, Giraffe, but we'll have to get good and hungry before we start holding up other people and demanding that they supply our wants, even if they are only fish poachers. Then you don't think we ought to rush the cabin as yet? asked the other in a disappointed tone. Wait a while and see what turns up, Dad told him. But what could come along to give us a meal around noon? Giraffe flashed up, always thinking of the main chance which meant looking after the demands of that voracious appetite. Oh, lots of things, laughed Dad. You know yourself it's the unexpected things that happen with us right along. Many a time in the past we didn't have any idea of what was going to stir us up till it came along. Just now it strikes me all of us ought to stick together and not go wandering around by ourselves. Bumpus ought to be here to get that advice then, remarked Davy. At that, Thad turned upon the other scout. Why, well, I hadn't noticed that he was away, he said hastily and frowning at the same time. When and where did he go? Can you tell me that, Davy, since you seem to be the only one here who knows about his being gone? Why, you see, Thad, began the other, looking a trifle alarmed himself now. He just remembered after we'd had our breakfast, you know, that he must have dropped his belt somewhere, and as he remembered having the same... After he came out of the cold water, he said he expected he'd be able to pick it up between here and that place. So he strolled off. Why, I never thought, but what some of the rest of you saw him go. And no, because nobody said a word, I expected it was all alright. How long ago was that, did you say, Davy? Dad asked. Why, just after draft, he had cleaned out the last piece of the bacon in the pan. As he said, it was silly to waste even little things. And after all... He wasted in a hurry too, let me tell you, Davy proceeded to say. Why, I think that must have been nearly 25 minutes ago, exclaimed Step Hen, in some excitement as he cast an anxious look away across the rocks and brush that interfered somewhat with their view of the route Bumpers would be apt to take on his way towards their landing place. That jumped to his feet. This must be looked into, he said decisively. You're going off to hunt for him, I take it, observed Giraffe. How about not getting separated, like you just told us? Ain't it going from bad to worse, Thad? If so be, you rush out by yourself and leave us here. Yes, added Davy quickly. If they are looking around for chances to gobble us up one by one, first it'd be Bumpus, then our Scoutmaster, and then another of the bunch till we all got caught. Thad... And we ought to go along with you? Just what would I have proposed if you'd let me speak, the other assured them readily enough. 
So get ready now and we'll start off. But how about all our stuff here? Shall we leave it behind? Questioned Davy. No, I hope not, remarked Stepin. I've got somewhat attached to that blanket of mine, you know. Yes, we've noticed that lots of time when you hate to get up in the morning, chuckled Giraffe. How about it, Thad? Do we leave him here and run the chance of getting the same took? Or shall we take the stuff along with us? I don't believe these men will bother with such small things as blankets and cooking things. If we had a bundle of supply of eatables, it might be a different matter. But we happen to be shy along that line. Yes, bundle them up and hide them as best you can. We may be in for a fight, for all we know. And in that case, we'd want the freedom of our arm to work those clubs. Sounds like business, anyway, muttered Giraffe, as he started to do as the Scoutmaster recommended. For obedience is one of the first principles laid down in the rules by which Boy Scouts are guided when they are subscribed to the regulations of the troops they have just joined. They were soon ready. As the five lads went forth, they presented quite a formidable appearance indeed, what with the gun, the camp hatchet, the long bread knife, and a pair of clubs, thick enough to give a fellow a nasty headache if ever they were brought in contact with his cranium. First of all, it's only right we should give a hail, and if Bumpus is wandering around somewhere, he may answer us, and then we can wait for him to come in. I see he's left his bugle with his blanket here. Pick it up, somebody, and give the recall, if anybody knows how. Trust that to me, exclaimed Davy, and snatching up the nickel instrument, he placed it to his lips, immediately sending forth the strident sounds that have done duty on many a battlefield. No sooner had the last note peeled forth than everybody listened eagerly, but there was no reply. Sure, he could have heard that, even if he was on the other side of the island, remarked Davy, ready to try again if the scoutmaster told him to do so. And Bumpus has got a good pair of lungs so he'd be able to let us know he was on the job if he had the use of his mouth, remarked Giraffe darkly. But you don't even hear a peep, do you fellows? remarked Stepin. Come on, and fetch that bugle with you, Davy, said Thad. We might need it again later, you know. I wonder now what the poachers will think when they hear a bugle sound. If they don't know anything about the scouts, They'll think more than ever that we belong to the Canadian militia. Thad could understand just what course Bumpers was likely to take in passing along the rough surface of the ground between their landing place and the spot where they had found the friendly ledge. That was the way he expected to go also, keeping constantly on the lookout for any sign calculated to tell them if the fat scout had fallen into difficulties. It led them down near the edge of the water too, and this gave Thad a sudden bad feeling. Could it be possible that Bumpus, who was always a clumsy fellow at best, owing to his great bulk, had tripped and taken a nasty fall so that his head had struck some cruel rock? He would not say anything to the rest just now upon that score, but all the same it troubled him, not a little as he wandered along, keeping on the alert for such a trap into which the missing scout may have fallen. All at once Thad stopped, and the others saw a peculiar look across his face. It seemed to tell them that their guide had conceived an idea. Guess where he's gone, have you, Thad? inquired Giraffe quickly. 
Well, no, hardly that, was the reply. But I ought to tell you that right now we're close to that clump of brush that hides little rock hollows where they've got their boat hidden. Oh, maybe Bumpus he went and took a look in there, just the same as you did, and discovered the boat too, remarked Stepin. Well, what if he did? Would that explain his absence one little bit? demanded Davy. You don't think now. I hope our chum is such an idiot that he starts to take a little cruise out there on that rough water all by himself. Bumpus ain't quite so much in love with sailing as all that, let me tell you right now. In another minute, they were looking at the boat that lay concealed in among the rocks and brush. That even jumped down and passed into its cabin while those others listened and waited with their hearts apparently ready to jump up into their throats lest they caught sounds of a conflict. But presently the scoutmaster again appeared and joined them. Not there then, asked Giraffe in a disappointed tone. No, but I saw the prints of his shoes on the seat of the boat, which shows Bumpus did climb down here, but it was heading outwards, so it seems he came up again. Now to look a little further and find out if he went on towards the spot where he came to land. They started off leaving the vicinity of the fish poacher's hidden boat. For a couple of minutes, that seemed to be having little or no trouble in following the marks which Bumpus had left behind him. For the fat scout never so much as dreamed that there was such a thing as covering his trail. Nor would he have known of any reasons for doing anything like this, had he had been so far up in woodcraft. Hold up, they heard Thad said. Suddenly, as he bent over more than he had been doing up to now, all the others waited anxiously to hear what the scoutmaster believed he had discovered, for they could see him moving this way and that. Finally, Thad looked up to disclose a frown upon his usually calm brow. Well, would you believe it? He went on to say, as free from anger as he possibly could bring himself to speak. They've gone and done it, after all. What, Thad? asked Giraffe, who had been actually holding his breath the while. Jumped on our chum right here and made him a prisoner, came the staggering reply. I reckon they must have done something rough to him, or we'd have heard him make some kind of an outcry. But they got bumpers, all right, boys? End of chapter 23